Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Truth, Justice, and the Ian Han Way. My name is Ian Han, and thank you for joining me for another awesome evening. Or if you are listening on Google or Apple Podcasts or even Spotify, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Kind of hope you guys catch the live performance on Fridays at 6 p.m. Central Time for a good, lovely hour. But since you are listening, regardless of how you're listening, I want to say thank you for joining me for another rousing episode. It is, April has officially begun, we are into the latter part of the first full week, and I just have to say one thing, can we please stop doing April Fool's Day stuff? And I'm not talking about like, you know, you, me, and other Johnny civilians out there, I'm talking about companies. It's not funny. I just think it's just kind of tasteless, kind of silly, kind of stupid, and it's like, oh, hello, fellow children. I hear the be the queef that I am woke or I am hip. It's kind of silly. And companies do this all year round, so I think it's just kind of dumb that they're trying to be hip and cool while being soulless bastards all year round. But this day of the year, they do absolutely stupid things. I do have to admit there are some really cool things that they have done. Um, specifically, I think Burger King uh, introduced the Impossible Burger. And I think they're actually going to be posting the impossible burger and like an actual menu item starting in certain parts of the country. But I think like they, as long as well, as well as other companies are testing the waters for April 1st to see if it's like a legit thing they should do. And I think that's actually a kind of an interesting idea, but that's completely uh, arbitrary at this point. Oh, excuse me. I think it's kind of a cool idea, but stuff like that's kind of fun. And I do have to admit the Tinder uh, height verification tool killed me. I'm not on Tinder anymore since I'm uh, in a four and a half year committed relationship. But I don't know. I was never on Tinder to begin with. Scratch that. I've never been on Tinder because of my four and a half year relationship. But as a result of that, like I just know how hard it is to be on online dating and just how people in general just catfish. It's regardless. Regardless of how it is. The thing about the height verification stuff killed me. I'm not even going to lie. It was hilarious because it was mainly just for like, it was basically because they knew exactly who was going to offend all the guys under like the 80% of the, the database is people who are under like six feet who are trying to say like they're 5'10", but they're actually 5'6". I think that's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Because, again, of course, it turned into a whole, but women should register their weight kind of thing. And then they got kind of, like, super, like, you know, pissed off. And my thing about that is, like, how about we just don't catfish, period? I understand that guys can't control their height. And, you know, obviously weight is something that, you know, is easier control. But it doesn't matter. If someone wants to be how they are, it depends on their personality, Looks, in my opinion, always come secondary. I was just very lucky to have someone who loves me for who I am, loves me for everything, has an amazing personality, who is hilarious, and just all around gets along with everybody in my life that I think is mandatory for this person to get along with. And then she's also a beautiful woman on top of that. But like, everything came secondary. Like the, the fact that she's a beautiful she's a beautiful woman just basically makes the entire personality and everything just so much better because like, Oh yes. 
and just everything about her is amazing. So like I would never trade for anything in the world and it's just absolutely amazing at the end of the day. So like just don't catfish. That's the end. That's the whole thing. Like maybe I'll just understand that there are short people out there who are in great relationships. My friend AJ is under 5 feet and he has a and he has a great girlfriend for just as long as um Andrea and myself plus or minus a couple months because they went out earlier in that same year that Andrea and I started going out and she's like more than just like an inch or two taller than I think she's got like almost a half a foot on him I mean I'm obviously paraphrasing because like she's just taller than him but that's the point if my under five foot friend or at five feet friend or so can get a girlfriend and be in a great committed relationship it's not about the height if anyone out there is specifically looking for height or specifically looking for this i understand you like what you like but i think you're really limiting yourself so just be like me and only go after like all but one per all one but one type of demographic that's all i do (laughs) i just don't go after like entitled white girls that's the only thing everything else is like sky's the limit like i don't go after like really racist really kind of like bigoted like white people that's the only type of people i don't associate with and normally and then it's like okay well i just don't want that to bring that into my life i got enough of that crap on the news i don't need someone like that in my uh, actual dating life especially since i grew up in a very like cultured a very multicultural neighborhood like, you know, different, like, races and different cultures in general. Even though I didn't like every single person as a person, I understood what they were coming from and understand everything that was going on. It was fun. And, you know, it really helped me as a person grow. So understand that, they, like, the more options you have, the better off you as a person will be. And don't catfish. Just be who you are because someone's going to love you for who you are and not love you because you lied but at the same time it turns out you're a great person just be honest and straightforward and say okay maybe i'm not going to call you because i don't really like you who cares if you hurt their feelings it hurts their feelings more to be ghosted that's all i gotta say but tinder i think if anything just showcases just how hypocritical and all-around angry um men can be on april fools and just the second that like you say anything that targets their really fragile egos they go for the throat when it comes to anything women do and it just showcases that women are just sometimes a lot lot stronger when it comes to taking criticism because their entire gender was based on taking criticism i mean for god's sake like sexism is still exists but i mean like it's not like widely practiced anymore like in the household like oh you're, you're. Women need to be in the kitchen. Like, there are still people who are like that. But we call those people over the age of, like, 75. Or people who are not... Or people who are now calling themselves incels because they realize that's just not going to work on women today. Honestly, I just don't understood. I never understood the idea of, like, weak versus strong women. My mom, despite, you know, taking time off of work for at least... 13 years to raise me and my sister for most of that time it was pretty cool she's a really great person 
for working. We needed the extra help, and, you know, she stepped up, and she's been working great for a decade now. It's not like, and it's just like I know a lot of strong women in my life, so it's just really hard to kind of show that. And I know this is kind of a tangent about just talking about how stupid April Fool's pranks are, but it just really shows that don't date someone who can't take a joke or can't take a single, like, attack. Like, honestly, if I was on Tinder and I got the whole height verification, well, for two things. One, I'd be completely fine because I'd love to do it because, hey, I, I'm over I'm 6'1", so, like, I'm completely fine with taking a height verification. And in general, it'd be just hilarious because, like, it would just be something that, like, I think it would be really fun to actually do. It's just absolutely hilarious. I don't know. I can just take a joke. I've been made fun of most of my entire life. And even sometimes when someone gets really real, real with me and says, hey, sometimes you're a jerk or sometimes you're kind of immature. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm with myself all the time. And anything anyone can say to me, someone else has already said it to me that's worse. Whether it be like my dipshit of a dad or myself. Because I'm a very hard... I think we are our own harshest critic. If, unless you're my dad, then you are absolutely my harshest critic. That is for sure. Like, no matter what I can say, my dad will always find a way to say something worse. But that's neither here nor there. So... um, What else happened in the week besides April Fool's? Well, Avengers Endgame tickets came on sale. And... Okay, this is going to be rough. So, Avengers Endgame, for those who aren't unfamiliar, is the going to be the 22nd movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A 11-year now spanning universe connecting movies from the Marvel Comics universe. Debuting with Iron Man in 2008, all the way until Captain Marvel that just appeared last month. So, we're now, now with 21 days. As a result of that, Avengers Endgame will be coming out April 26th. Today is April 4th for my recording, and you'll be seeing, you'll be hearing this April 5th. Instead of, you know, getting a little bit more of the pre-sale going, or just kind of, you know, dropping them a little bit more low-key, or having more of a time to kind of prepare... Marvel and everyone decided to drop the tickets for the most anticipated movie of 2019 yeah, two days ago. Kind of just dropping them and kind of hoping that things weren't going to blow up. Oh, they blew up all right. So it kind of just appeared in a Twitter thing saying that are now available. AMC and Fandango both crashed several times. The line was officially paused on Fandango because I was on that... For about an hour and a half. Because I just want to make sure I got whatever tickets I was looking for. To kind of preface, preface this, um, Josh, a uh, fellow Lizard Liquor, uh, another show on AP Radio that you should totally check out. It's super fun. Um, he and I have been friends forever. And uh, despite the fact that there have been times that, you know, we just don't see each other as often, we kind of just pick up right where we left off as if nothing happened. He's an all-around great guy, probably one of the best people I've ever met and ever had the pleasure of knowing. So whenever, you know, he was really nice and offered me some money during this obvious uh, job drought, 
he also just lost his job at Menards, which we're not going into. But like, he just lost that as soon as like I gave he bought I let him he let me borrow the money. I felt really bad and like realized that he could have used it, but I had no way in hell to repay him back. So I decided that like, hey. Whenever I get a job, obviously I'm going to pay you back. But at the same time, I was like, hey, how about for right now, the least I can do is, like, for your birthday, let's go see Endgame together in IMAX. And he's like, yeah, sure. So I did that. So I was waiting for the longest time and thinking, like, I don't want to miss my opportunity because this is a big movie that's going to drop like crazy if I don't, like, watch out for it. So I'm now kind of sitting there. Hoping nothing happens, stuff like that. And yeah, that was kind of scary. <laughs> so, um, I'm kind of just, I'm just hanging out, just in, you know, and then as soon as they drop, I'm like, okay, might as well just try to get them. You know, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. You're probably thinking people are either going to work, going to school, like they don't have time to, you know, get tickets or anything. Then I realized that, yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot. California is, like, the biggest city, country, like, the biggest state of people who, you know, probably just have really low-key jobs that can let them be on their phone the entire time. And, like, they probably broke the servers. So, of course, obviously, the thing I'm trying to make is, point, and the try, point I'm trying to make is, I spent six hours trying to get these damn tickets because instead of, you know boosting the bandwidth of the servers or just overall just making sure the capacity wouldn't overload the entire freaking website or two marvel instead sits on their ass and just predicts how much they're going to sell and of course when you realize that oh if your website crashes people get frustrated and people probably don't want to buy your ticket pre-sale they might just say you know what screw it i'll see it when i see it if i see it on video yeah like there are people who probably have given up Obviously, they still have exceeded pre-sale recommendations, but the point I'm trying to make is, why don't you just make sure your website don't crash, or websites just don't crash? Because I lost a phone screen because of this crap, man. I know it's stupid on my part, but I lost my tickets because, I actually almost lost my spot and my tickets as well to myself. So one of the many ways that uh, AMC's uh, IMAX uh, things, um, one of the things that uh, IMAX specifically does is that you reserve seating. I did not know this um, until last year for Infinity War because I want to go see this by myself. So I picked a one seat, of course, one of the very few seats in the entire theater that doesn't require like a chair in front. And usually I want to get, like, the best big picture as possible. I don't really want to look up at the screen for, like, two hours. Because I don't want my eyes to lock. And, you know, like that, it just hurts. I don't want to really, like, look up and stare at a screen for two hours when I can do it comfortably. And blink a little bit more at my leisure without really missing much. Because I get an entire giant screen in front of me. Um, as a result of that, the movie itself was really cool. But, like, I, I sit all, all the way in the back. So, basically, right where you go into certain movie theaters and they have an entire line of stairs and then the chairs, like, right at the top against the wall. So, like, you're, you're basically sitting against the wall. I sat there for more than just the obvious reason that there's no chairs in front of me. I have really long legs. Again, I'm over 6'1". And if Tinder really wants height verification, I would love to uh, send a height verification to Tinder. 
But um, besides that, I also kind of like, you know, I really don't like movie theater seats because they just aren't really comfortable. But if you have them against the wall, which is a solid concrete wall most of the time, or just an all-around solid wall, they are a lot more comfortable. Because I have some support that the chair's not giving me, it gives it to the wall is giving it. So I think that it's really nice that it's like, okay, I can kind of like, you know, sit against this wall and actually enjoy the movie a little bit better, which is definitely a big bonus on my part. So that's kind of the thing. So what caused me to throw my phone was that I got that and the other seat for my friend Josh. And whenever, um, that's one of the times that connection actually lost I lost those abilities to purchase the seats because someone else selected those. What happened was I was the one who selected those. The website kicked off, and then when I when it rebooted, they thought that I was a different person than the person who just selected those two seats. Mind you, it took me like 25 minutes to navigate this really bad mobile website because the actual like selection screen of the seats are microscopic and when you try to zoom in on it you basically get a clusterfuck of this horrible like interface where you're barely able to move around the actual theater and select your seat without moving the page around without screwing everything up and of course there's this little stupid sign in bar for AMC like stub reward member I'm like I'm not a stub member I don't care about movie benefits honestly unless like a really cool looking batman movie comes out a real venom 2 and spider-man far from home i'm not gonna go see a movie like i'm just not in the mood for movies i'm gonna be seeing a lot less movies as time goes on and i'm actually done with the mcu after far from home for a while unless they really start bringing me back with other things but from the current lineup and I was really hoping that Guardians 3 was going to just not exist because James Gunn got kicked out. But of course, no one wants me to be happy. And yeah, that's, it's more so just the fact I just hate Guardians 3. I think James Gunn's an alright person, I guess, whatever. I just didn't want to see another fucking Guardians movie in, you know, existence. But not only that, we're getting a Suicide Squad movie, which is going to be Guardians, but with DC characters. Hooray. Anyway. The problem... Um, so basically, I threw my phone. Long story short. It was really embarrassing. I really screamed because it was just annoying. And I just kind of would hope that if they ever make another movie that's just going to kick ass again like that. That they just, you know... Just don't do that again. Or just don't do something that's stupid. The movie comes out in 22 days, basically just a couple of Fridays from now. I'm actually really excited for it, but at the same time, I can really wait for it. I'm kind of just kind of burnt out, especially with the anticipation of rewatching the MC universe as a whole. Now, I have potentially two ways of doing this, and the first is basically I'm just going to be able to watch them at my own leisure, taking some liberties and being able to skip out on movies that I think are very unimportant, like Incredible Hulk, movies that are just absolutely boring to watch, like Thor The Dark World, and just skipping the Guardians movies because I have better things to do than sit through four hours of James Gunn trying to think he's funny 
trying to convey that to actors and actresses that aren't really that funny when you think about it. I mean, Chris Pratt's funny in Parks and Recreation, and then you realize he's doing the Parks and Recreation character in every single movie he's in, and you kind of realize, oh, that's kind of boring after a while. Okay, but anyway, I was going to take some liberties and kind of jump around, especially there's some movies still on Netflix before Disney streaming service kicks in or is created and they take everything off because they own it, blah, 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 blah. That's why they canceled the Netflix Marvel stuff so they can make those movies terrible too, though they can make those shows terrible. Because I feel like that Disney is, everything they touch just turns to shit <laughs> after a while. They're going to lose the edge that made Daredevil fun. They're going to lose everything else. And even if they try to save it or something, it's just not going to be the same. Hopefully it'll be great, but um, I still haven't seen Daredevil Season 3, and I think it's just because I just don't have time to really just want to devote 12 hours of my life to that right now. I hear it's great, but I don't know. I just think that since it's canceled, I just feel really bad to watch it just because I'll probably want more, and I'm not going to get more. But anyway, so I was going to be doing that at my own leisure. But I did just recently enter a contest with CableTV.com uh, with this thing where they will pay you $1,000 to watch the entire MCU within three days. So that's 21 movies, which basically can be rounded out to about seven movies a day for three days. I entered the contest, and I mentioned, obviously, I'm working at this radio station, and it would be really cool to cover. So as cool as that would be, I don't know if I can do seven movies a day for three days. I'm not really big on watching movies because it's just that I really just, I don't know why I can plow through like an entire season or two of a show a day, but for some reason, like one movie, I don't know. But like, I actually really like most of the MCU movies, so I think I can do it. It would be really fun because I would probably never do this again, and it would be really cool, especially if someone's paying me to do it, and then I also get, like, other Marvel-based like stuff. Like, I get, like, an Iron Man Snuggie. That sounds really cool. Like, I'm really, like, thinking, like, this would be really fun. For $1,000, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Like, so I probably should find out on the 15th because I think that's the last day they're taking submissions. It would be really cool. But either way, like, if I have to watch these in three days, cram the entire MCU in that span, that's fine. But if I um, also can just watch them at my own leisure, I think that would be the obvious alternative and the more preferable one. But at the same time, I would love to work with cable TV. It would be really cool. Maybe I can actually, you know, be able to show these with other people and just have a fun movie night with my friends for a couple days. Keep track on Twitter and doing stuff like that. It'd be really fun. I really, um, I really hope that things will go better. And I really just don't want to like burn my eyes out because I watched seven, 21 movies in three days. And then like, especially if they wanted to do like the weekend before Endgame. Oh God, that'd be so bored. That would be so terrible. <laughs> I really hope like they'll be like, okay, today's the 15th. Start that Friday for that. For then, like I have like the whole MCU caught up. I'm all caught up on the MCU. I get like a nice week off, and then like I go right into Endgame. Like I have a nice week because I'm actually gonna go see it on Sunday 
at 10 in the morning at, uh, in, uh, the, in the movie theater in IMAX with my friend Josh, as well as my other friends. Except for, like, these two random people who are going to be in this row with us. And they're like, hey, how about you make a move? I'm like, I'm not moving. Because if they want to move, they would rather move where my, Josh and I are at rather than where my friend Chris is at. And I'm like, honestly, if we all can't sit together watching the movie, that's fine. I'm not moving my seat. Like, that's the whole reason I got these tickets and broke my phone for. I'm not moving. And if they want to get all pissy about it, then they can get all pissy about it. (laughs) That's just kind of how I want to say it as, like, you know, they are the ones who are like, I told them the second that I got mine, I'm like, hey, get en row as fast as possible. As soon as possible, and they're like, oh, well, someone took N3 and 4. I'm like, well, that's not my problem. I got N1 and 2. My um, my friend AJ and his brother got N5 like, and 6. I think Mark got 7 and Chris got 8. Like, regardless of how they worked on it, N3 and 4 are going to be completely strangers with people who know each other. It'd be really funny if it was like Albert and Austin the entire time. But I don't think that's going to happen, but it'd be just wishful thinking. At the end of the day, like, I don't really care. I kind of wanted to see this movie with just Josh, but, you know, they kind of wanted to tag along. I asked them, but, like, you know, then they kind of be, like, a kind of a bigger deal about it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to see it in IMAX, hoping that that would deter them just a tad bit because it's expensive, but it didn't. So then, like, obviously, they didn't want to listen to me and do it as fast as possible. So then, like, you got to reserve your seat, guys. Like, whatever. But, you know, not my problem. (laughs) Should have got it when you got when you should have got it. That's all I gotta say. So I have a whole other half of a show to do. So I'm gonna be uh, we're gonna be taking a quick break here in just a couple minutes, and I believe we're gonna be basically just doing some random all around bullshit when it comes to like just finding some extra little articles here and there to talk about. I might discuss some stuff, but I'm not probably gonna go into much detail about certain things since, you know, this obviously hasn't happened yet or stuff like that hasn't happened. And in general, I'm just going to be doing some other things that kind of just want to kind of speaks to me a little bit. Also, since we have an anticipation of the 10th episode, I have some ideas of what I want to do with that. So please let me know what I should be doing. And uh, thank you again for joining me. I know this is kind of in a little bit of a rough patch right here, but hey, what can you do? So we're going to be trying to coming back here in just about a couple minutes here or whatever long it takes, arbitrary amount of time. So we'll be back with some extra riddle articles. like talk about the new combat cast because obviously I can't escape Mortal Kombat 11 or the really fun little interviews that uh, Ed Boone did over the uh, weekend with uh, Game Informer. Also talking about some really cool things that I have planned for other uh, little tidbits of shows and also talking about uh, other shows that I'm doing or potentially starting to do. Also, just uh, always check us out at apradio.net. Go to Categories if you want to look it up there. But, of course, we're still on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. So search us up. Or if you just want to search up True Justice in the Ian Han way, that also works too. So we'll be right back here on AP Radio. This has been Ian Hand, and we'll be back after these 
long, arbitrary amounts of messages. Who knows anymore? Am I right? We'll be back soon. And we're back at Truth, Justice, and Ian Han Way. Thank you again for joining me. If you guys missed the uh, first half, if you are listening live, which you're probably the minority at this point, which is totally fine, um, you guys just missed me uh, complain a little bit about, um, wow, my voice did not go well when it did that. A little bit. There we go. My voice did like a reverse crack. Like it got deeper when I wanted it to go higher. So basically you missed a little bit about me just kind of rambling about my Avengers Endgame six-hour ticket buying fiasco about all the websites crashing and then basically me talking about the eventual price of I, of the what it takes to really buy the tickets. Honestly, spending twenty four sixty eight on these two IMAX tickets were probably the best entire thing about that journey. You can hear my ramblings and just other stuff like that. In the lovely listens, in the, in the lovely first half. But of course, in case you want to check me out, I'm on uh, APRadio.net with our categories of the podcast. I'm also on Apple and Google playlists of Google of uh, podcasts, and then of course Spotify. So, got many different ways to listen to me. Um, check me out, and of course, spread me like wildfire. Spread me like the plague, but instead of the plague, you just get my voice. Some people might argue, what's the difference? But, you know, hey, at least, you know, I don't be, I don't want to be, tra- I'm not going to be carried by rats. I'm going to be carried by airwaves, radio airwaves, and digital airwaves. I don't even know if they have digital as airwaves, but you get the point. <laughs> so we're going to be coming back here. We have some pretty funny, random little tidbits of stories I decided to find. Of course, we had to talk about Mortal Kombat 11 because that's the only thing that's been on my mind more than Avengers Endgame. Mortal Kombat 11 is the 11th installment of NetherRealm Studios' really brutal fighting game franchise. And this time, they have a new target for their combat cast, which are live stream breakdowns of certain characters. And now we'll be talking about my favorite um, character, Noob Cybot. Noob Cybot was released, uh, his trailer was released at C2E2, the Chicago Comic Con Entertainment Expo, um, whenever that weekend was, probably like late March. My girlfriend, actually, my girlfriend Andrea, actually was able to see the actual reveal live and it was really fun she said that she everyone in her friend group wants to now play noob so now i have to fight maximilian on top of the entire drones of people so yeah it was super cool to do that um so he comes out on friday which is actually if you're listening to this it came out already so go check that out in the archives they have some really great breakdowns of the character Kind of showcase some gear and some other things the character can do. It appears that um, for those who are who tuned in, it came out around like two, three o'clock in the afternoon um, at our time. So you know, just give it a good shot for the Central Time people. Really fun. I can't wait to uh, play Noob. He's one of my most anticipated characters, <clears throat> and I'm happy that like they showed off Jax and made Jax really cool. So. I actually might not be using Noob as much as I was expecting to. 
But it's nice that I have a nice variety of characters that justifies me buying the game, except for just one or two characters. I have almost like 10 characters I want to try and hopefully stick with most of them throughout the entire game's duration. Not to mention, you still have that pre-order bonus of Shao Kahn, as well as the season pass that's been including Shang Tsung so far, and five other characters. It's up in the air if they're guest characters or if they're just Mortal Kombat returning characters. I personally just kind of want to stick to the latter because I've never been a big fan of the Mortal Kombat character guests as of yet. Nether Realms uh, Injustice uh, actually had some really cool guest characters in the shape of Sub-Zero and Raiden for Mortal Kombat, obviously crossing over, as well as Scorpion. But you also had other combo characters like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Hellboy. Really cool character ideas, and I just kind of hope that some of that creativity for superhero games comes into a bloody Mortal Kombat game. Like, Kratos was probably the only really interesting, like, choice. But everyone else has been a horror film character, which I think that NetherRealm should just take their assets of Freddy, Jason, Predator, Leatherface, um, Alien, and I think that's all of them, and just make a actual, you know, NetherRealm-based fighting, NetherRealm Studios fighting game with horror film characters at other characters like Ash from Evil Dead, Ghostface from Scream, and, you know, just continue having that ridiculous over-violent stuff. Like, I think a horror film, a horror-themed game would come out. Maybe for Halloween, I'll give you, like, my whole wish list of that kind of characters and stuff. I'm thinking about doing more wish list-type things, like, just talking about, like, what I would like to see. Maybe next week, if I do a uh, 10th anniversary episode, maybe I'll have some Q&As for some people. Maybe I'll have some other stuff, and uh, just let me know if you want to hear some, some more stuff about me. Yay! So, that was kind of fun, and I really can't wait to watch that. So, if you're listening to this now on Friday, you probably know I'm already watched it, and probably I'm talking about it on my Twitter. So, go check me out on Twitter at Ian Hand, I-A-N-H-A-N-D, the number 11, at Twitter.com. Give me a follow, and again, continue to... Um, excuse me. Um, continue to... Jeez, I'm just burping all over the place today. <laughs> Continue uh, spreading me like wildfire. I really want to, you know, get out there, you know. Spread me like a good secret. So for uh, another video game uh, that um, is one of my favorite video game franchises, Borderlands just came out with a new game, and I kind of don't care. I feel really bad because... I don't know, Borderlands 2 was one of my favorite games for a long time. I played the crap out of that game, and... I'm sorry, I just got nothing. The game is fun, but at the same time, I just, you know... I don't know if I can do another Borderlands game. Like, I was thinking about getting the Handsome Collection that includes 2 and the pre-sequel. Both of those games were fantastic, and I'm assuming this game's going to be fantastic, too. I just don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it, and it's just not... It sounds a little like it's not bad. It looks amazing. It's just... I just kind of want to, like, not buy every single video game I see... Maybe I'll play it, and maybe I'll be like, maybe I'll get it. But it's really up in the air at this point in time. Um, I didn't get Devil May Cry 5. I kind of was thinking about it, but um, my friend AJ and Mark have it, so if I want to play it, I'll just play it with them, or I can play it myself with them. But um, the thing that I want to talk about for Borderlands 3 specifically is that during April Fool's, they, um, un- they kind of unveiled the release date of September 13th, but it's officially confirmed to be that which isn't really that bad in retrospect. It's about less than six months away, which is kind of cool. 
What people are kind of complaining about is the fact that it's going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive for PC. Now, for those who are very unfamiliar with how PC gaming goes, welcome to my world. I have no really kind of overall politics of PC gaming. I've always been a console person. My first official console was a Nintendo Wii because I just didn't really have any of the older sibling kind of thing to kind of showcase other, you know, video games as a result of that. So I kind of got a Wii to play Wii Sports, and that's still one of the funnest video games that's ever been made, especially since it was like a free game. Like, Nintendo created a 1-2 Switch, which is probably one of the dumbest tech demos that someone I know spent 50 freaking dollars on. And you're trying to tell me that that was totally justified? It's cow-jerking-off simulator. That That's not what I want to pay $50 for. I paid $0 for Wii Sports, and it's still probably one of the best games that has ever existed. I never actually played Wii Sports Resort. Someone told me it's really good. I would love to play that again. I kind of want to just play Wii Sports every day. My arms hurt after the boxing every time because I was really going in on people. Anyway... Then I got a 360, and that was the game console that all my friends had. And, like, the PS3 was just not as cool. But then, like, the PlayStation 4 came out, and, of course, Street Fighter V was a a launch exclusive. So I obviously jumped on the train of, let's get Street Fighter V instead of uh, Killer Instinct with an Xbox One. And, of course, I've been just getting more and more games added to that collection. As of now, thanks to uh, Street Fighter V uh, and all the pre-order and stuff like that, I officially now have every single Street Fighter game from Street Fighter 1, the entire Alpha series, all versions of Street Fighter 2, 3, and Ultra 4 is essentially collecting collecting all that as well. And Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition. I have almost every single, I have all every single mainstream line uh, Street Fighter game, minus spinoffs and team-up games. So that's really cool that I have that now. All in all, this is a really great game, a really great series. And the PlayStation was really fun. And then whenever someone talks about PC gaming, I can just give a rat's ass. PC and the internet in general, in my opinion, is just for that. Computers are for internet and game consoles are for games. I don't talk shit about anybody who uses PC to game. I think if you want to do it, you can do it. Go for it. I just hate how they're like the PC master wave and stuff. It just annoys the shit out of me. I don't care if you guys are like that. But nowadays, especially with Steam being a dominating thing, it's another kind of thing like the Tinder um, height verification thing I talked about earlier. Go watch that if you're listening live. Watch my archive, please. Anyway, it's kind of like I don't have any horse in this race, but damn it, is it hilarious to see people get so pissed off over nothing. So what Steam is, is the biggest like online game store out there. So basically what's going on with that is they take a lot of the profits away from game developers. So they don't make as much money back because Steam kind of be, you know, jerks. So the Epic Game Store, which has currently been in the process of launching, and there's definitely some things that are wrong with the Epic Game Store. But one of the biggest things that are easily competing with Steam for is... Having the Steam Store work, having the Epic Game Store have people get more profit for the games they make. Because game development is a very long and time-consuming process that I know a lot of people don't probably understand or appreciate. Obviously, when some games are terrible, 
nobody wants to talk about like, oh my god, how dare you make this game so bad? It's like, well, they only have so much to get done. I'm surprised they actually have things work in the way they work. You know what I mean? So as a result of that, when they work really hard and a game sells really well, but they can't, you know, get all the profits that they probably obviously worked hard for, for all those really nice game units and stuff, when they don't get it because Steam wants to take their gigantic cut just for having it on the Steam store, people probably get a little pissed off. And then whenever Epic Games specifically comes out and says, hey, how's it going? We'll give you a lot less of a cut because, you know, we just don't want that. We want to support game development just as much as games in general. So most, if not all, companies are going to obviously say, like, yeah, let's do that. So Epic Game, it's going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive for only about six months or so, which is kind of the projection window. And any PC gamer who's going to complain about it is eventually just going to either get the Epic Game Store and just shut up because they really want to play the game or they're just going to wait for six months and when it comes on Steam they're going to buy it and then be like, ha, I showed them and it's like, yeah, they got your $60, dude so you didn't show shit no offense honestly, again, it also showcases the idea of cross-play and cross-promotion and I think that like people who are jumping ship to the Epic Game Store I think are just in general thinking that hey, if you support people and support game development I think it's a lot better than Steam, in my personal opinion. I think it's really nice people are doing that, and I kind of can give a rat's ass about Steam, especially since they just rob people out of all the game profits and stuff like that. Really kind of shitty on them, and it just kind of showcases was one of the reasons, one of the many things about Valve and just in general, that game in general is just kind of being a douche about. So, so take that for what you will, but I do really hope that... Um, Either Valve starts giving people more, Steam starts giving people a little bit more respect and kind of, you know, gives them what they're worth. Or, you know, Epic Games just completely takes Steam over. Either way, I don't care what happens. It's just something I kind of wanted to mention to people who are really excited for Borderlands 3. I'm very lukewarm about it, but hey, <laughs> I'm not going to really say anything uh, about it beyond that. So... Another thing is uh, John Oliver just really released a really cool thing on HBO talking about wrestling. And at first I thought it was going to be an April Fool's thing, but it turned out to be a very interesting and really heartbreaking story. A lot of wrestlers obviously are getting hurt and die early. And it's obviously because Vince McMahon doesn't give a, live, a rat's ass about any people that work for him. They don't, he doesn't care, and, like, they don't get any union, they don't get any benefits, and, like, a lot of people are dying because Vince McMahon doesn't want to give them any kind of insurance, doesn't want to help them out or anything, and just, you know, well, screw you. And it just kind of showcases that, like, these people are retiring because it's like, well, they don't have anything else going on. They're kind of screwed. It's not as much as the case as it is now than it was back then, but, like, a lot more... It's really sad when fans have to get band together on Make-A-Wish or, you know, just in general... Not Make-A-Wish, I'm sorry, like, uh, GoFundMe and stuff like that to get medical bills paid and just, like, outpouring of support from people because it's, like, they owe them. Either the fans are just, like, we owe them that much. And it's, like, their boss should owe them that, if not more. So John Oliver took it upon himself to... 
have people protest saying that at WrestleMania to have people get medical insurance to help them out. Because Vince McMahon's a fucking billionaire. He runs the wrestling, the World Wrestling Entertainment Network. For God's sake. It just showcases that, like, that's the problem. A lot of people are dying because, you know, this this rich asshole just doesn't care and doesn't treat them like that. And then gets really pissed off at people when they call him out on that shit. So I kind of hope that a lot of people protest at WrestleMania. And I hope that a lot more people join in. I think John Oliver is a great person. I know some people don't like him that much. I think he's probably one of the just the overall great dudes on the, in the in the world, especially for someone who's an influencer. And as much as I love other people a little bit more, I hope that one day I can have as much of an influence as he does. I think he's an all-around just great person and very uh, talented and stuff like that. Just think in general, last week tonight is a really great show. Really kind of gives you a different perspective on certain things. And it was really fun that he covered wrestling and in general just covered the, the expense that some people are going to deal with stuff like that you know what i mean i think it's really cool so you guys are going to wrestlemania please protest for medical insurance please yet let vince mcmahon know that you know you don't want your favorite wrestlers to die because he's a cheapskate you want them to live a happy life after their career as much as you want to live for a career please do your part and if you're going to wrestlemania please protest and stuff like that. So thank you, John Oliver, for bringing that really important piece of information to the light. And on a more lighter note to kind of end the show and such. Um, so Yu-Gi-Oh, the popular uh, trading card game that's been going on since 1996, has officially... <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. It's just funny that I just, I just found this. So Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments are going to now penalize dirty, bad-smelling players. So, apparently they're so bad-smelling. Like, the obvious idea that, like, okay, people don't don't shower, stuff like that. Like, Smash players smell like shit. It's the kind of overall fun, kind of, like, poking fun at people who go to tournaments like that. It's like Smash and Yu-Gi-Oh! players smell bad. But apparently, Yu-Gi-Oh!'s tournaments smell so bad. So bad that they're going to be penalized for it okay let me see like oh oh it's not specified what the penalization is that's kind of sad so far i kind of want it to be like they have to go to like to the shower like you know like those uh prop up showers in laboratories or something like if you get a chemical burn or something like you have to like get under that and they'll have someone like just hose you down and something like that that would be absolutely hilarious public shaming always works so let me see subsection for dedicated to hygiene they must be clean before coming it's been a big problem oh my god this is so gross This is hilarious. Okay, so the uh, unclean people and clothing contributes to an unpleasant atmosphere, which is accurate. Furthermore, people who show up neglecting this new rule might be asked to fix it if they want to continue. In other words, give themselves a quick sponge bath. Damn, that's hilarious. 
they this is like this is absolutely hilarious. I'm at comicbook.com um, in the gaming section. And the uh, article just came out uh, today, actually, the 4th. So go check that out. It was by Tyler Fisher. Hilarious article. Honestly, I think it's actually a super cool idea. It's actually a super awesome idea that Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments have literally been like, okay, enough is enough. First of all, who the fuck doesn't shower? I'm sorry. Who doesn't shower? I mean, like, there are times that, like, I take a bath because I don't have a shower head. But, like, if I have a shower at my disposal, I'm going to take a shower. Whenever I get an official shower in my home, in my apartment or wherever I live one day, I might take three showers a day. Showers are so freaking fun and relaxing. They're not inconvenient. Baths are inconvenient. But, you know, what? if I can take a bath at least every other day because I just don't want to sit down and squat in my own filth for a couple minutes... That's more understandable, but I still do it. I don't do it as often as a shower, but I still, you know, actually bathe myself and get myself clean so I can smell good and, you know, not go to tournaments smelling bad. Because if you can be smelled in a room because you just stink, that's disgusting. I knew someone who was like that. I dated a girl for like three days and then like one day she did like after we broke up like one day she just stopped showering and it was disgusting she smelled like cat pee dude like it was gross it was so gross that she was one time by a garbage can and i had a pear core you know like the thing you're not supposed to eat from a pear she was sitting right by the garbage can and i and it smelled so bad that day i just couldn't fucking do it I just ate the pear core rather than, you know, holding it in my hand or just holding my breath to go over there. It smelled so bad. Like, the second I walked even in that room, my eyes were watering. I don't know how anybody was able to sit through that. Like, there are people in that room still. Like, it just smelled so bad. I'm like, guys, how the fuck can you do it? And, like, it just turned out that, like, we're just doing our best, man. Like, you just, you kind of unfortunately get used to it. Like, your nose, your nostrils are getting numb. That's not the same thing as getting used to it. That's terrifying. But in general, um, yeah, so it was really bad. So it's like, you know, just, you know, just deodorant, cologne. Like, I'm not asking for a lot here. You know, like, obviously they're not substitutes. But, like, if you want to, like, not shower every single day, at least smell nice, period. Sometimes, yeah, I roll out of bed and just kind of get dressed and I forget to, you know, the shower or, you know, sometimes I forget to, you know, get deodorant on or put a cologne on. Sometimes I walk out all natural. And even now, like, I, that's, today is one of those days. And I don't even smell that bad. Okay? Like, there is no deodorant on. There is no cologne on. And I did not shower. And I did not take a bath today. Or shower. Whatever you want to call it. So... And I smell pretty damn good regardless of that. I usually smell, when I smell bad, I smell bad. And I think that can go with everybody, but I'm a big dude. And right now, I smell okay. What I'm trying to say is, is you know, just, just try to do some effort. Make sure you know that you smell okay before you just go out into the world. I think it's actually really, uh, it's a real big problem. It has to be addressed like this. And um, they're actually expecting you to 
fix it on the spot. Like, you might have to give yourself a quick sponge bath. Again, I'm thinking the prop-up shower for laboratories is actually not, like, out of the realm of question right now. I think it's actually something that should be happening. Just, 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 just shower. Like, it's disgusting when people are like, I don't need a shower. <laughs> Whatever the hell they're thinking about. It's disgusting. You guys are disgusting. You guys are the reason that, like, people like me can't officially, like, want to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Or want to have fun playing Yu-Gi-Oh! with each other. You. You are the reason. I want to show my girlfriend and have a fun time, but no. I have to be, like, to justify the fact that there are smelly-ass players playing this game... And I just can't have fun showing my girlfriend a fun card game without me thinking, oh, does he not shower because he plays Yu-Gi-Oh? Or plays Smash Brothers? Smash Brothers, you guys smell terrible, too. You guys might not smell as bad as Yu-Gi-Oh! or Magic players. Because I know what Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic players smell like. I don't know what Smash players smell like. And my friends and I, we do get a little stinky when we play Smash. Be that as it may, we at least put deodorant on after. We go home and take a shower... Because we're men, and men smell bad. Don't get me wrong. Women smell bad, too. Mention that story I just talked about. The point I'm trying to make is, it's disgusting. Just shower, just flush the toilet, and you won't be an incel anymore. Because you know what? Basic hygiene and overall understanding that women are awesome makes you get a date. It makes you get a girlfriend. makes you get whatever the hell you desire. Start with a shower, go from there, have fun, and you know what? Do whatever you want afterwards. Just present yourself in a proper way. I think, um, I think I actually might go to a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. <laughs> no, I have self-respect. I would never go do a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. Because there's going to be that one dude who's still not going to take a shower. Who's probably going to lick himself clean because he's like uber disgusting. <clears throat> Excuse me, that hurt like hell. He's going to be that one gross dude who's just going to do whatever he wants. Because they don't think that, you know, they don't smell that bad. They sm- if you if I can smell you, period, you don't smell good. And, that's, and that goes for, you know, perfume and cologne. I knew a girl, and I'm going to end it on this really screwed up thing. I, I knew a girl who I was actually, I had a huge crush on in high school. One day, she had this perfume that mimicked the smell of melted butter. And it was the first thing that came to my mind. But the thing about melted butter is it's one of the very few things that activates my gag reflex. Like, I get very throwy-uppy. So, when I started smelling it, I actually almost threw up a couple times because it was just so bad. And it's just, it just got to me. And I'm like, it actually probably helped me not kind of get over the fact that I didn't like her that much anymore. Maybe she knew I didn't like melted butter. And maybe that's why she wore that perfume. Or she probably put melted butter on herself and went to school. I don't know. It, it was supposed to smell good, but it just didn't. You know what I mean? Anyway, so that's going to conclude the show. Please smell better. I mean, I, I can't smell you through the airwaves, but... I hope you guys smell good when you're listening to me. And if you're not, please take a shower after or before, preferably before, before, because I don't want my podcast to be like known by people who smell bad. Anyway, that'll do it for Chew Chester the Unihan Way. I'll see you guys next week. And of course, check me out on Apple, Google, and Spotify at Chew Chester the Unihan Way. Just search me up in those two, in those three little things. 
Of course, as always, keep in tuning in to AP Radio and Recordings. Follow me on Twitter at IanHan11. And uh, I'll see you guys next uh, Friday for another live-ish performance. And check you out on my podcast. Take care, everybody, and have a great weekend.